welcome to the Dio Fiction Podcast. Today is a special episode for the release of Dio 19 Hacking. And we are discussing the story, The Temezio Hearing, by Lene Greisner. Today I have with me the managing editor of Deep Overstock, C.B. Wagman. Thank you for being here, Zach. Thanks for having me, Bobby. And uh, Merry Christmas. We're, we're coming up on Christmas here. Yes, yes. Friday. Merry Christmas. Happy Solstice. That just happened. Uh, happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Yes. December 26th will be the last day of Hanukkah. So There's a special holiday yesterday, the day before yesterday in Taiwan. I wish I could remember the name of it, but it's very cool and you would love it. Uh, you probably celebrated it before, but you eat little tiny sweet soup dumplings uh, called Tongyuan. Yeah. And they're really oh, delicious. Delicious. <laughs> so lots that of holidays. sounds like the best holiday. It's really nice. They're really fun. <laughs> Okay, so today we're talking uh, still more about hacking, and this one is especially, I guess, hacking of the body, hacking of real people. Uh, how would you describe this story, Zach? Yeah, uh, for me, this story takes uh, the metaverse to the next level. Oh. Um, this is very much where virtual reality is pushing. It's also, mm. I could not help but think of uh, Bruce Willis's 2009 classic surrogates, uh, throughout the whole piece of this, um, this is very much to me the the future of virtual reality in that it becomes actual reality. Mm. Oh yes, their 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 quote: "We're taking the virtual out of virtual reality." Exactly. Yes, the metaverse. It does remind me of the metaverse. Like we've talked about Snow Crash before in the first mm -hmm. episode we did. And here we have bodies that can actually... In Snow Crash, I mean, there's a, a virus where um, before using the metaverse is totally safe. I mean, more or less, you couldn't actually hurt your own body. But now, uh, as you're using different people as... Um, what are they called? The donors? The donors, um, I think. I think so. Yep. Oh, yeah. Here we go. So a patron is someone who pays to rent a body. The donor is someone who rents out their body. The monitor is someone who monitors sessions between them. So the donor renting out their body could absolutely die. Um, and this character, the main character telling us about the uh, Temezio, Dr. Elizabeth Bennett, is insisting that it's very safe. But Zach, can you imagine that this could possibly be safe, renting out your body? I like, I mean, as soon as I understood the concept that was being pushed here, I hmm. instantly went to how unsafe it was. <laughs> uh, and I really appreciate that the writer hmm. really kind of spearheads those those concerns through the, the senators, right? Hmm. They bring up that someone has died of an overdose doing yeah. this. They've talked about um, donors... Uh, or sorry, donors, right? Donors, donors having yeah. having sex with someone that like that they they didn't consent to, right? They mm -hmm. they talk about all of these dangerous aspects of this new technology. I think um, what I what I really love about this piece is it it is very true to new technology. Um, like comparing this to Tesla's self-driving feature, right? It's a feature that doesn't really work very well, um, is not actually fully self-driving. I think in the news just recently, self-driving created an eight-car pileup, right? Like 
this is not a safe feature of technology. And yet people are adopting it like crazy and people are really actively wanting it. And I feel like the Temezio does the same exact thing, right? Like there's all these stories and all these statistics of how dangerous this new technology is. And yet they quote something like, is it 600,000 people a month are doing it or something like that? Six, it says 6 million sessions monthly being covered by 20,000 monitors. So it's not just uh, 6 million people, but 6 million actual sessions happening each month. And they can last, I think, from... I think right now it's an hour, and I think they're working on getting a full 24 hours for renting someone's yeah. body. Sounds very dangerous, that part. Yeah, so, I mean, this is very real. I, I just, I see our current society in these numbers, right? We we love mm-hmm. new technology. We love to adapt new to new technology, despite, and in, in the face of the dangers it doesn't really matter how dangerous it is we love to adopt new technologies that's true and that's a big fear that it takes place in lots of science fiction especially cyberpunk or just fiction about robots in particular you think about irobot you know that's a fear of yes we've made this thing to help us now it um it's going to kill us we couldn't stop wanting to do it we can't stop technology is the attitude often and then if you make too much technology it might uh destroy you which I think is the same thing that happened in the Mountains of Madness with the, <laughs> the ancient ones. Okay, Zach, now let's listen to this story, and we'll be right back after the reading of the story to discuss further. Here's the Temezio hearing by Lene Greisner. The Temezio hearing by Lene Greisner. Transcript of the hearing before the United States Senate Committee on the Judiciary, Monday, November 4th, 2030. Testimony of Dr. Elizabeth Bennett, Temezio Incorporated, Senator John Rees, Republican, Wisconsin. The committees on the Judiciary and Commerce, Science, and Transportation will now come to order. We welcome everyone who can join us in person and online to today's hearing on Temezio Incorporated. The issue on the table today will cover recent concerns that have been raised about privacy and consumer protection of individuals using Temezio's rental services. Well, we will begin with an opening statement by the CEO of Temezio, Dr. Elizabeth Bennett, followed by questions from the committee. We have a lot of ground to cover today, so let's begin promptly. I recognize Dr. Bennett. You may proceed. Dr. Bennett of Temezio. Chairman Rees, members of the committee, thank you for the opportunity to be here today. Temezio is a revolutionary biotech startup enabling people to monetize their most valuable resource, time. Since its founding two years ago, Temezio has focused on creating intimate connections between people using advanced microprocessing technology. We take the virtual out of virtual reality. Why do we do this? Well, the answer is simple. Everyone in this room is old enough to have experienced the anticipation and disappointment of digital universes. It has made shopping easier and created new online meeting tools, but I can confidently say that there is no one here that thinks back fondly on the time spent there. I think about my virtual world less than about my daily commute. 
which at all times of the day still somehow smells like urine. Laughter. I don't like that smell. No one does. But we remember it because we experienced it. Do I feel the chill of the water as my avatar goes for a swim? Of course not. Do I create fond memories with my avatar friends? No, we... We crave genuine experiences, even the smelly ones, because it is human nature. But not all the experiences that we want to have are possible. We might be limited by our age, our health, our social status, or gender, or even race. Experienced discrimination is real. Temezio is here to change that. Temezio's proprietary brain-on-chip Copyrighted technology allows, in simple terms, for one person to rent the body of another for a designated period of time. The technology is currently approved for renting a body for up to six hours, but we are aiming to extend this in the coming five years to a complete 24-hour body rental experience. Becoming a Temezio user is easy. Anyone over the age of 18 can sign up on our website to become either a patron, uh, someone who who pays to rent a body, a donor, uh, someone who rents out their body for a fee, or a monitor, uh, someone who monitors sessions between donors and patrons for a fee. We have a diverse, easily searchable database of potential body rental sessions, which currently covers over a thousand common experiences that patrons might want to have in a donor's body. These include everything from going for a walk in the park or attending a cooking class to skydiving and exotic tropical adventures. The possibilities are as limitless as the imagination of our users. Audible whispering among chamber attendants. Oh, wow. Oh, my. (laughs) As a patron, you can search by either donor type or start by looking for a specific experience. Donor profiles cover basic information about themselves, such as their age, gender, and the experiences they agree to let their bodies be rented for. Donors can provide as much or as little information as they feel comfortable with. For example... Let's say I am an elderly patient with advanced Parkinson's disease. As a patron, I can look for a donor that I can rent to go out to a fancy restaurant and eat without help. Order whatever I want from the menu. As a patron, I get to briefly regain a freedom I might have lost years ago for a small fee. As a donor, I might get a free meal. Sounds like science fiction, doesn't it? But I assure you, it's as real as me sitting at the table in front of you right now. How does it work? Well, when a donor and patron match, they are each sent a chip in the mail with the instructions for use, as well as the appointment and terms and conditions for the rental that they need to digitally approve before any session can take place. Applying the chips is easy and painless. 
The chip is fixed to a distinctive red headband so that anyone can easily identify a Temezio user and avoid any potential misunderstandings between uh, friends and acquaintances. Donors and patrons simply place the headband with the chip on their heads and turn it on. It arrives pre-programmed for ease of use. They can activate it in the privacy of their home or wherever the activity is to take place. The donor and patron chips are linked so that the conscious mind of the patron can be transferred to the donor when both chips are activated. To put it in perhaps crass, but I believe understandable terms, when the chips are active, the patron is the puppeteer and the donor is the puppet. During sessions, the patron has full use of the donor's body as if it was their own, allowing them to feel, interact, and experience everything in the real world. Once the session is over, the chip automatically deactivates and at the pre-approved time. The patron retains full memories of the session, while donors have little to no memory of the experience. For donors, it is as if they had woken up from a dream. Our internal studies have shown that many donors, in fact, report that they feel refreshed following sessions. Safety is our number one priority at Temezio. To, to ensure the security of both patrons and donors, each session is closely watched by a remote monitor that observes the session via an integrated camera and vital sign monitoring functions equipped on each chip. The monitor can, at any time, disengage the session if any unexpected situations or problems are experienced. I encourage each and every one of you to read the testimonials on our website of patrons and donors who have had transformative life-changing experiences using Temezio's rental service. If you do, you will read the countless stories of mothers who have tragically lost their children being able to hold a newborn as if it was their own one more time. Stories of quadriplegics attending weekly yoga sessions. Stories of hospice patients who can barely keep ice chips down while swimming with dolphins. This is the virtual reality we have hoped for. Temezio is making it a reality. Thank you. I welcome your questions. Applause. Senator Timothy Sutton, Republican, Texas. Uh, thank you, Dr. Bennett. Uh, as I am sure you know, in the 1984, the National Organ Transplant Act made it illegal to sell or buy human organs and tissues in the United States. Your donors are paid and paid handsomely for the use of their bodies, which, if I am not mistaken, also includes a whole bunch of uh, organs and <laughs> tissues. Can you explain to me how your company is not blatantly violating this law? Dr. Bennett. Senator Sutton. Temezio facilitates a rental service for bodies. There is a temporary use of organs and tissues by patrons, but they do not get to keep them. The Transplant Act does not cover the potential for rental as it didn't exist. We, we invented that. Laughed. But there is, in fact, a strong and growing body rental industry that has existed for decades without the use of Temezio's proprietary brain-on-chip technology. Clinical trials, for example, use participants' bodies to try out new medications and treatments in exchange for payment. As a rule of thumb, the riskier and more complex the treatment, the higher the payment. 
I think we can all agree that we would not like to take a medication that has not undergone extensive clinical trials. For the personal risk that participants take, as well as the time commitment, they are paid. That is only fair. At Temezio, patrons pay donors for the time and risk associated with any session, most of which are completely harmless. I would argue that a Temezio session is in fact safer than participating in a clinical study. Surrogacy is another common example. It, it offers a way of, for couples to have children who otherwise could not. But let's think about what it entails for a moment. Women who choose to become surrogates bear the emotional and physical burden of carrying a child's term, for which they might need to undergo substantial medical treatments, including surgery, for a child that they will hand off moments after they are born. It's a noble act. It is perfectly legal. And for it, she's paid very well. Here, there, there are no monitors. There is no way out if the woman changes her mind after six months. It's a huge personal risk if we are completely honest. Whether we like the idea intrinsically of renting a body or not, that is already happening. At Temezio, we are simply using our proprietary technology to optimize this experience. Senator Daniel Booth, Democrat, California. Dr. Bennett, this, this sounds all well and good, but what about the increasing cases of abuse? In my own home state of California, I see at least once a week in the newspaper a case of a monitor who was paid to look the other way by an unidentifiable patron, or donors who say patrons had sex while they were renting their bodies or took drugs. There was the very public and tragic death of Miss Charlotte Williams, a 19-year-old college student from Berkeley, California, that died of a heroin overdose while working as a Temezio donor. Not to mention the donors who were waking up in hospital beds from car accidents and bar fights with, with no understanding of what has happened to them or an ability to explain it to the doctor. I don't think Miss Williams consented to being killed by a heroin overdose. I want to know where, where the monitor for Miss Williams was when she died. If they could have just cut off the session at any time, why didn't they? Bennett. Senator Booth, the case of Miss Williams is tragic. I have personally extended my condolences to her family, and the monitor that was responsible for that session was immediately removed from Temezio's active monitors list. But I would also like to emphasize that cases like this are rare and not representative. We estimate about 6 million sessions are taking place every month. Most of these sessions take place without any issues whatsoever. But the media does not report on things going smoothly. They find and focus on the outliers. Miss Williams, as tragic as it was, was an outlier. At Temezio, we believe that people are fundamentally good, and they will use their good judgment to ensure that neither the donor nor the patron are suffering in any way. Monitors are trained to identify suffering and to be aware of some key places where abuse can take place. But if six million interactions are taking place, it would be an illusion to assume that mistakes won't eventually be made and that there will be some bad actors. We can either blame the system or choose to learn from it.
We don't blame cars from the road when a child dies in a car crash. What do we do? We, we try to make the road safer, raise public awareness, improve driver training. None of these things can permanently prevent a reoccurrence, but they can reduce its likelihood. We increased our monitor training time by 30% following the death of Miss Williams. I assure you, we are taking it and every accusation of abuse Seriously, Senator Peter French, Democrat, Pennsylvania, Dr. Bennett, how many monitors does Tomezio currently employ? Bennett, monitors are all freelancers, so they can work flexibly for as much or as little time as they want. French, so zero? The answer is zero. Bennett, we have around 20,000 freelance monitors globally, and this number is growing every day. French, uh, I'm, I'm no scientist, but basic math I can do. So you have 6 million sessions monthly being covered by 20,000 monitors. For the sake of argument, uh, let's assume everyone is doing the same amount of work, which <laughs> they are certainly not. That is 300 sessions every month for every monitor. Can one monitor covering 300 sessions in their spare time dedicate their full attention to each one? We have one hearing now, and I think most people here have checked their emails at least twice since we had our opening statements. Laughter. Bennett. Look, we are a startup. As with all startups, there are growing pains. We are, we are doing what we can to streamline the monitoring process. At Temezio, we are actively discouraging the monitoring of multiple sessions simultaneously in our training. But... We also leave it up to the individual to determine what they can handle. French. Okay, let's pretend I want to become a monitor. Uh, tell me what my training looks like. Bennett. Our monitors are trained on a fully remote basis with an online e-learning curriculum. It consists of four modules. Uh, Brain-on-chip technology. What, what, what are the chips and how do they work? Anatomy of a session. How does the session start, begin, and end? Understanding billing and payments for a session and frequently asked questions. The full e-learning course takes about six hours to complete. Monitors need to pass a short multiple choice exam following each module to be approved as a monitor. French, six hours. That's it? You, you are telling me that I can in six hours play puppeteer with someone else's body. Bennett. No, monitors don't play puppeteer. A monitor watches and disengages a session if they think there is any cause for alarm. French. And what about donors and patrons? Bennett. Donors and patrons are strongly encouraged to carefully read our terms and conditions. There is no required e-learning curriculum for either donors or patrons to ease the onboarding process. French. I'm sorry, but this is not like ordering someone else's coffee here. I can, with Demezio, do anything in someone else's body if I want. What if I'm an alcoholic? Is it okay for an alcoholic to rent out someone else's body to go have a few beers? Bennett. Senator French, we are not here to pass judgment on someone else's chosen experience. I would encourage anyone with an addiction problem to seek appropriate help. But Demezio is not here to pass judgment on someone else's chosen experience, as this leads to the system we have now of oppressive experience discrimination. 
Our job is to facilitate a safe interaction. What is agreed upon between two consenting adults is up to them. French. So, if a patron and a donor want to have sex, take drugs, and do it all while bungee jumping, uh, they can do that with Temezio Bennett. With all due respect, I don't believe we have that specific combination in our current rental agreements. Laughter. Temezio sessions are based on a contract between two consenting adults. It is extremely important that both parties understand and agree to the terms and conditions. Senator Timothy Sutton, Republican, Texas. Dr. Bennett, can you tell me more about the screening process for people using Temezio? Can really anyone rent out someone else's body? Can an ex-con with a history of violent convictions just rent a young lady if they want to? Bennett, Senator Sutton, personal privacy is very important to our company and our relationship with our patrons, and I think you can understand why. This is more personal than dating. It touches upon a desire for an experience that cannot, for whatever reason, be achieved without being in someone else's body. We make a sustained effort to keep our patrons anonymous. We ensure that for our services, patrons transfer money to to us using a virtual credit card, which is not directly linked to their personal accounts. They can provide their home address, but... They can just as well send it to any number of alternative locations for a safe and secure pickup. If someone uses their real home address, we honestly don't know or verify this information. So you don't know if potentially dangerous people are renting out other people's bodies. You could have ex-cons pretending to be policemen for a day and letting their buddies get away with murder. Bennett, this would be against our terms and conditions. Sutton. Okay, and what happens if I do that? Bennett, you would be banned from using the platform in the future. Sutton, that's it? Bennett, Temezio is not a police force and does not aim to become one. We leave it up to the law enforcement community to decide how to deal with criminal acts. Sutton, but you facilitate it, don't you? Bennett, We facilitate these types of crimes as much as any form of communication or transportation facilities criminals already. You don't blame BMW for providing a car that could be used to flee the scene of a crime, do you? You blame the individual. Sutton. Okay. So I have security camera footage of a guy wearing a red headband robbing a bank. He claims he was being rented. Who do I take to jail? Bennett, as I said, Temezio is not a police force, and it is not for Temezio to decide. Senator Kelly York, Democrat, Maine. Dr. Bennett, do you know that the chips are safe? What happens to my own brain if I donate it 50 times, or 100 times, or 1,000 times for someone else? Bennett, Senator York, I can assure you that we have performed extensive physical and virtual testing of the technology and are confident in its safety. From our data, I can say that it is significantly safer than anesthesia. We currently see no statistically significant data correlating an increase in chip use to an increase of any self-reported adverse events following sessions for either donors or patrons. York, are there any known adverse events for Temezio users? Bennett, 
Donors have reported minor injuries stained while using the chip. It takes a few minutes to get acquainted with someone else's limbs, and it's not impossible that a patron might trip and fall in a donor's body. There have been some sporadic reports of flashbacks from donors of sessions, and in very rare cases, less than 5%, phantom patron syndrome. Flashbacks of sessions can, for example, mean that you remember going to a restaurant and eating fish, but normally you would never order fish. They have been reported to feel more like daydreams by donors. Phantom patron syndrome is the feeling that once a session is over, donors are not in control of their own body and continue to be controlled by a patron. We do not currently know what causes it. We do know that in most cases, symptoms tend to decrease over the weeks and months following a session. If, if this happens, we encourage the donor to take a break from sessions and seek counseling. The rare cases where this has occurred seem to have been helped by treatments for split personality disorder. York, Dr. Bennett, can I ask you to pull your hair back for a moment? Can you describe what you are wearing? This is a red headband. Bennett, this red headband is a physical example of our brain on chip technology. There's a lot of fear around new technologies, fear of the unknown. But I hope I have helped to show you that this red headband is nothing to be afraid of. Reese, I think we should take a quick recess. We will reconvene the session in one hour. Thank you, Dr. Bennett. Bennett, who is Dr. Bennett? What do you think of the depiction and the back and forth that we see between Elizabeth Bennett, the uh, the head of Temesio, and mm. the senators? Do you see that as a very realistic back and forth? How how does this play out for you? Hmm. Yes, I kind of like the conceit of uh, where it could just be a big thought experiment where um, it just is someone telling us about the company and what could happen. I like having these senators because they have different fears. Um, so they are acting as the reader almost saying like, like you and I were reacting to renting out someone's body. Oh, my God, that's dangerous. I think the first senator from Texas says, don't you know that it's illegal to like rent, out, <clears throat> give away your organs without the, um, I guess, the approval of the government. There's some sort of organs act and this violates it. Um, of course, Dr. Bennett says, no, they could not even have conceived of this technology when they wrote that act. So the act has no place here. Other uh, senators also have concerns. Like you mentioned, the people who have overdosed. And she says, you know, people overdose anyway. You can't, you know, they're consenting people. And if something bad happens, bad stuff happens in the world all the time anyway. Still yeah. still creepy, still creepy feelings. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the, I feel like this Senate committee hearing is something you mm -hmm. see a lot in science fiction. Like even you can think of like it happens in Iron Man, right? You see senators oh. and Tony Stark debating on whether his technology is appropriate for the American public to have and that sort of thing. So I feel like this concept is one you see a lot, but I think this author does a really good job at truly humanizing the senators it's not just hmm. it's not just that they are representative of the u.s government talking to a, a leader of tech they each senator has their own 
worries, as you pointed out, they definitely, especially the senator from California, really looks out mm. at, for their constituents, as is fairly realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do think there is a lot of personality in each senator as characters and as governing, not just on behalf of the U.S. government as a whole, but governing mm. for their individual populations. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, uh, the the person, one of the uh, people who have died during this is one of the constituents of the California senator. It's a young college student from Berkeley, and he's very concerned. He's trying to fight for his uh, his people. And I think it's when I read it, I did not do the best job of reading it, but it's it's very easy to read these different people with different voices because they have such different personalities. You're right. Yeah. Like um. The one Sutton, oh, uh, Sutton is from, uh, oh, he's from, he's the one from Texas. He has kind of a more, um, his personality is a little bit bigger. He says, uh, you know, so you don't know if potentially dangerous people are renting out and he talks about ex-cons letting their buddies get away with murder. And he says, you're saying I could go do heroin while bungee jumping. And so he's, he's pretty fun, uh, pretty out there. The, the one thing I wish we got a little bit more of uh, because because the author makes a very distinct makes the distinction of political parties, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, John Reese is the Republican from Wisconsin. Um, oh yes, party right, uh, and right. But we don't get much of the politics from either of their parties, yeah. which I think would have been really cool. Uh, mm. Especially, I mean, there's been lots of hearings in the news lately, right? And you mm. can even when the parties and the members are of both parties are fairly in line, mm. um, you can still see their politics really color their statements and mm. see some of the friction between the two parties. So it would have been really nice to see more of that. Although I do mm. feel like based on their individual concerns, we do get a little bit of that. I see what you're saying. I think that would be if this piece were expanded, I think that would be a nice element. Right now, it's technology versus the government. And it might be interesting to see uh, different factions of the government, um, one potentially supporting it, the other going against it and seeing that in party, well, not in party fighting, seeing party fighting and um, what's going to happen to Temezio. I think another part that would be interesting to see expanded, I think it's pretty much at the end, but it's quite a interesting idea is this um phantom patron syndrome yes that was Um, fascinating i thought that would be because already things are sketchy about this technology but it's already 2030 i think um so we're kind of starting at a place where we're more or less used to it the government's just a little bit behind already 60 million people are using this technology it would be interesting to take that as the setting and then stuff starts to crumble uh, or like the story gets going when more and more of these patron phantom patron syndrome uh, problems are happening, maybe. Yes, I could definitely see this hearing being part of a much larger story where the main character is someone who is experiencing these phantom patron syndromes. And so it's kind mm-hmm. of a, a memento like mystery where they are uncovering these things that mm-hmm. patrons did in their body. That would be cool. Yeah, could start with could start with this story. Uh, this is like the first chapter, and then we go into a um, a character experiencing these things. Yeah, I feel like uh, the world created by this piece is very ripe for more. Mm. Um, and I would love to see 
the ramifications of this technology. I would too. I would also like Mm. to talk a little bit about how realistic the technology itself is or how you feel about how realistic it is. Um, Mm -hmm. Because it's described basically as a red headband, which makes it very easily Mm -hmm. identifiable. um, And that basically the patron and donors just put a chip into the headband and away they go. Um, Do you see this as a realistic technology for seven years down the road? Do you or 20 years down the road? Do you see this? How do you see this technology working out uh, in our real world? Yeah, I mean, people do this often where you uh, use the computer as a metaphor for the brain or vice versa. I mean, in Chinese, is actually the computer just means electric brain. So, you know, even here, like I'm pretty used to hearing about that or thinking about that. But you could partition a computer to have two different operating systems. But can you really partition a human brain to have two different users? Or, I mean, if you're a patron, hundreds of users, potentially. I don't think that's possible in the near future. I know... I feel like the technology as described is a little kind of hand wavy to get the the plot up across, which is totally fine as a mm. writing tool. Um, I think in the real world, we see a lot of like a lot of the technology right now where um, like paraplegic people are able to uh, text with their phone or communicate with their phone mm. or, or comatose people are able to communicate via some neural link right i feel like Mm. that's where our technology currently is and so the idea of just like a headband that you can slip on Mm. is a little bit too far-fetched for me i I feel like you would need actual Mm. brain surgery to make this happen but who knows seven years down the road we 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 will be in the future (laughs) Uh, that could be yeah it was it's 2030 yeah i wonder if if you had the brain surgery if you elected to have the brain surgery to be a potential patron and then just wore the headband when you're working I wonder if it would work like that yeah and that's that's the thing that when i first heard about the act this technology when i first started reading it um i was like i was thinking that this would be permanent brain surgery so mm-hmm. like and then and the hacking would come into people hacking that chip when there isn't the contract happening Um, But the headband removes, I feel like, because it is removable, it removes any risk of an actual hacking of a body. Hmm. Um, Well, I don't know. Could you put a virus into a headband chip? Could the virus move from the headband to the brain? I mean, let's be honest. uh, Describing, like, having a patron uh, shoot up heroin or whatever, Hmm. as described in this, that, that is worse than any uh computer virus could do to you that's true yeah i mean they're introducing something permanent into your body yeah the other thing i was thinking of if they there's gonna be a lot of class issues in this if they're gonna turn it into 24 hours i imagine people who you know i paid a lot of money to rent this body out for 24 hours i'm not gonna let it sleep like the yes (laughs) there's gonna be lots of people waking up the next day completely sleep deprived hungover or Dead. Absolutely. I also think if this piece was expanded, you brought mm. up class issues. It would be interesting to see who was you selling their body to mm. be a, a a donor and who was had the money to be a patron in this society. Right? We already live in a society that's already has very strict class boundaries. 
But in a world with this technology, it would be very interesting to see how those class boundaries uh, play out. Will the Temezio just keep making money? And Temezio does seem to be written in uh, in the style of our current tech barons, right? Mm. Musk and and Bezo and and these like uber rich billionaires who mm. will do anything for a buck and don't really. Mm seem to care how much their product is actually affecting people mm. um it's more about the money than it is about doing good work um and so I, it it would be interesting to see how such a drastic technology would play out with mm. that type of character running it yeah they're already cutting costs with only having like twenty thousand monitors for six million sessions people are watching yeah 30 hours of content more than that uh yeah it's very clear that they do not have enough monitors for their for their content yeah um but is it going to be like an uber situation where uber doesn't actually employ any of its drivers does temezio not actually employ any of its monitors right and so uber and temezio couldn't be sued for something that happened by or something done or missed by one of their monitors yeah, I think that's how they operate currently. They can't be. Mm-hmm. So if Lene wants to expand this, I think that that might be an interesting thing to look at too, um, the growing lawsuits. Yeah, they yeah. If Lene wants to expand this, there is so much content here and I would love to read more in this world. Zach, what do you think about the... Before we go, there's the end, uh, I'm just curious about, where the Dr. Elizabeth Bennett, who seems to be the CEO of Temezio or the representative, uh, suddenly at the end, uh, they're addressed as Dr. Bennett. They're up in the stands in the courtroom. And they say, thank you, Dr. Bennett. Dr. Bennett says, who is Dr. Bennett? Oh, I mean, this is the reveal that I was hoping would happen from the beginning. <laughs> as soon as I read about the technology, I was really hoping that Bennett was a, a, a donor in this case, right? Or <laughs> I guess do Bennett would be the patron and the body would be a donor. I was really, really hoping for that reveal. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm very glad Lene put it in there. Um, mm -hmm. I would have loved to play into it a little bit more um, to maybe drop a little bit more hints earlier on about it. But it's it's a fun reveal. Yeah, it is a fun reveal. Ben has not been there at all. It's just some poor yeah. schmuck who's waking up in the courtroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, stop there for now. Um, we're going to be doing more stories soon for... CO issue 20, Childhood. I want to thank uh, ZB Wagman. Thank you very much for coming on today. Thanks for having me, Bobby. You've been listening to a special episode today celebrating the release of issue 19, Hacking, reading a story, The Temezio Hearing by Lene Greisner. Check deepoverstock.com slash submission guidelines for information about issue 20, Childhood, and send your stories.